Craig, if you're ready, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah! Give me a hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, your lead guitar player wrote this song. Yeah, I know. I know that. <laughs> he's a he's pretty a, he's good guy. Yeah, he's he's okay. <laughs> it was. I tell you what. I bet it was a bitch growing up with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't imagine that. That might be a little difficult. But. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, Craig's lead guitar player is my brother. Everybody, just so, just so we can get everybody in on the joke. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening on your podcast app, welcome to the Nebraska Beer Thirty Podcast, episode seventy-seven. I have a very special guest with me this episode. We're going to get to you in a second, Craig, but. If you're watching on YouTube, listening on my podcast app, you know what to do, baby. Hit subscribe. You support your local establishments. You go to your local restaurants, your local shops. Why not support a local podcast? Find us on all the social medias with NEBeer30. You can hit up patreon.com slash NEBeer30. You get a little extra content if you donate to the show. That's called Another Round. I go an extra 15 minutes with each guest or myself. That sounds hot. And you get to hear those extra minutes if you sign up for Patreon. All it is is $1 an episode, 4 bucks a month, ladies and gentlemen. Enough of me yapping away. Let's get to the guest. Mr. Craig Booker is here today. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Craig, okay, so we found this out in the last episode. I, I, don't, remember, I don't remember if this was recorded on the podcast or just on the live stream, but how do you say your name? Your last name correctly? Uh, Booker, like boo, like you're scaring someone, and then Kerr. Boo Kerr. Okay, so I, I I got it then, right? Yep. Perfect. Because it looks to me the way it's spelled, I always want to say like Boger. Yeah. Something like that. A lot that. of people do. Um. So. <clears throat> well, good. Well, good. I, I appreciate you <laughs> letting us know how to say your last name. Yep. Uh, Cr- Craig, are you sipping on a beer tonight? I am. I've got mine in my nice little koozie here, Ooh. but uh, I uh, I am drinking a Cosmic Eye. I have a nice little. Uh, everything has eyes. Oh, nice! That's a good one. Everything has eyes. We we've had plenty of Cosmic Eye beer on the show. Uh, great product placement with your koozie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah. We'll, get in, we'll get into some band stuff. Uh, Craig is a singer-songwriter, of course. Also a father of four? Father of four? Yep. Father of four. So we got a lot to talk about. Craig, today I am drinking a beer that was actually gifted to me by my brother, your lead guitar player, Mr. Will McGuire. He went to Colorado recently and came back with some kick-ass beers he gifted me this Weldworks Brewing Fruit Camp. This is a creamsicle dream, is what it's called. It's a sour wheat ale brewed with vanilla, thousands of pounds of oranges, and papaya puree. How does that sound? Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. Sounds very complex. Shout out to Will, too. Big up. Oh, big up. Big up. Big up for the Weldworks hat and glass, too. That I'm wearing and, and drinking out of. I'm I'm really excited to try this beer, Craig. Will said it was one of his favorites that he that he brought back. Yeah, where are they out of? Weldworks is out of Greeley, Colorado. Gotcha. 
Uh, they've made a huge splash. I think they've only been around for maybe four or five years, but they're just killing it with their sours, their hazy IPAs. They make some killer stouts as well. We've had a few of their beers on the show, but again, thanks to Will for the beer. So, Craig, off the bat, I want to ask you about parenting. Yeah. So recently, my my wife and I, we had a, a little gender reveal party with some uh, close friends and family. By the way, it was super easy to have a gender reveal party and not start a fire. <laughs> I was going to ask you about, did you start a fire? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. There actually, there wasn't, there wasn't even a candle in sight. There was, there were no open flames. We, we had a, a little cake that we cut into and we found out that we're having a girl come late January. Wow. So, yeah, man. We're, mm-hmm. We are, we are very excited, but Craig, I know that you have three. How many girls do you have? I have three daughters. My oldest, I have a boy, and then I got three girls after that. So, boy and three girls. What's it yes. like? So, what's it like, uh, what's it like cheers raising to girls? You. <laughs> cheers, cheers, Greg. <laughs> what's it? What's it like raising a girl? It is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, if you I mean you married your wife, so you must like her. Yeah, just, <laughs> she's just she's pretty, pretty cool. Much, imagine a little her all the mm-hmm. time that's kind of what i say but you know i, I got that. one girl that talks all the time never shuts up <laughs> and another one that just beats everybody up so oh my gosh you've, you've got a you've got an enforcer on your hands i do i do and then the other one's just a baby she's five months old so mm-hmm. she's still cute and cuddly when you when you found out that you were having i guess your your first girl were you nervous at all no not too much by then you had i already had one i had a boy and i hadn't broke him yet so i figured i couldn't be too much worse (laughs) there you go (laughs) (laughs) little david lee roth for you there yeah yeah. oh uh actually we're going to talk a little bit about van halen here in just a little bit with with the death of eddie but yeah um i have a few more questions for you craig about raising girls what is what's something that you what's the difference between raising a boy and a girl that you found uh well um main difference is the toys i mean you like playing with barbies or do you like legos (laughs) (laughs) but other than that like for my kids they're all pretty easy going um yep so i haven't i haven't been doing hair clothes that's always been a big difference. You know, my son is perfectly content wearing gym shorts to school every day. You know, yeah. doesn't matter what the weather's outside. Like, but you know, the daughter, everything's gotta be perfect. Yeah. And pretty clothes and sequins and whatever. So that's, that's one thing I'm nervous about. It's like, I know what I would wear to school when I was a kid or how I would prepare for school when I was a kid. So I'm nervous to find out how it goes, you know, getting a girl ready and getting her off to school and and things like that. So I I don't know. It's, it's, I guess having a kid is one big experiment. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I always find it fun trying to torment another mind. So (laughs) there you go. Are you, um, is that one of your favorite things to do? Do you like to mess with your kids? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know when they're coming out, coming like been outside playing, and they're coming inside. I definitely hide behind the doors to scare them. 
They know to look. They know to look behind the first door, so I'm starting to hide behind the second door. Yeah, <laughs> you dog, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that that is that is one thing I'm really looking forward to. I can't wait to hear my daughter's laugh, and I can't wait to run around the house with her and uh, and just play games. I guess. Yep. Oh yeah, that that first time you bring them home and you're sitting there and you're just talking to her and she gives you that big old smile and yep. you're, you're done. You're done. Oh my gosh. Were you, um, when you had your daughters, even your, even your son, were you, were you a mess? Like, were you just crying all the time? Cause you were so happy. Uh, so at the hospital, yes, I cried for yep. all my kids yep. at the hospital. Uh-huh. Um, then it's like, you're trying to come home and you got to remember you're not the most important person, right? Yep. I mean, that's not, not hard to believe that you're not the most important person, Grady, in that house ever. That is that is tough to believe. Uh, but, you know, like you're, you go and you pick up your wife and your kid from the hospital, and you're trying to remember all of her crap, your wife's stuff. Yep. She's getting the baby loaded up. You're doing all those things. For most time, every time bringing the kid home from the hospital, it was just a blur. Like, I don't really remember that. Mm-hmm. You're driving home, and you're trying to be safe, and... It's just, it's, I don't remember a whole lot of it, but good times all the less. Good times. I bet, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I, I appreciate some of the info, Craig. That's awesome. It's, of course, that's on the forefront of my mind right now. We have a baby yeah. coming. We have to raise a human here soon. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you, but the main reason I wanted you on the show, Craig, was to talk about your band, All Knowing McGill. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, guys are... You guys are kick-ass, man. Um, Craig, in your own words, what does All-Knowing McGill sound like? What's your vibe? So I would put us generally like in the Americana realm. Um, okay. We got some definitely some country twang in there. Then we definitely like to, to rock it up a bit. Mm-hmm. So you know, some of the songs are definitely that nice, easy listening. You know, want everybody to be quiet. And then you got some of those songs where... We really kind of want to kick you right in the chest. There you go. It, that's a good mix. And with your drummer, so, of course, my, my brother is the lead guitar player, but uh-huh. one of my best friends uh, drums for All-Knowing McGill. Yeah. And, t- and talk about loud. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, yeah. all, I think all Nick knows how to do is hit the drums hard. I don't think I've yes. ever seen him play the drums soft. <laughs> yes. It, it's, yeah, it's been good. It's you know, sometimes we need to need him to help us keep things moving along, and then sometimes we got to pull him. And go, no, no, let's slow down here a little bit. But yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, calm down, Nick. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> um, how how long have you guys been around? By the way, oh, I guess I should I should bring up. I know that you started all knowing McGill as sort of a solo project, right? Yeah, that's good. The plan all along was really wanted to have a band behind it. Mm-hmm but I didn't ever have a band. And so I've played with a few music musicians here and there, but I kind of wanted to promote the all-knowing McGill name and that side of things versus me doing something solo. And then you start getting a backing band. Cause I really didn't want it to be me. I wanted mm-hmm. a band. And so that was kind of what it started off with was that I went and recorded an EP back in December of, geez, that would have been 18 now. Okay. Um, and that came out in March of uh, 2019 and it was right around there where i met our buddy vince rule doing the yeah, basement creators vince. network 
Mm-hmm. And it was the night that I did that, that I met Will. And Will's like, hey, if you want a guitar player, I'm like, okay. I don't uh, <laughs> So he came on and I was working with a bass player at that time. So it was a kind of a three piece. And then in uh, September of 19, we opened for a guy, uh, Jason Hawk Harris here in town at the, at the Bourbon. He was incredible. I, m- I remember that show. Yeah, yeah. Jason's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, Will's like, hey, we should get a drummer for this. And I'm like, okay. I, who should we get? And he goes, well, let's get, let's get Nick. He'll come do it. And Nick showed up and hasn't left. So Nice. Well, thanks for thanks for sticking around, Nick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Nick. Thanks for sticking around. He really he really does fill the 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 band out, man. Uh, yes, yes. It it's you know every little piece just fills it up more and kind of takes us in a little different realm. So because mm-hmm. in when here the- after uh, the first of the year, um, uh, Chris Bowling came and started playing bass with us. Oh, there you go. So. Shout out to Chris. Chris has been a musician in town for a long time now. The um, I'm trying to remember the first time I met Chris Bowling. I know that when I was, gosh, I was in high school, 16 or 17, that's when I had met Vince, our buddy Vince, um, who's been on the show before. You guys are familiar with Vince. He helped start the podcast, listeners. But I had met Vince, I was either 16, 17, and we recorded in Chris Bowling's basement i don't know i might have met chris through vince anyway this is this is not good podcast material (laughs) how did i how did i meet this guy i'm gonna start a podcast called how did i meet this guy but yeah chris is a great guy i'm glad he's in the band as well um you have a lot of different all your musicians have very different styles if you know what i mean yes oh yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nick, of course, Nick is very, very rock-influenced. Will is kind of all over the place. He loves jazzy stuff. Um, he's mostly rock-influenced, but he loves jazzy stuff, bluesy stuff. And then Chris is sort of in, in your realm, where Americana, harder rock, stuff like that. So you have a you have a, a great mix. Well, yeah, see, and I guess kind of my background was more like the punk. I, I, oh, like, was it really? I love, like, punk music and... And I was like, you know, my, my favorite band, Alkaline Trio. And that's the stuff that where I was really forming my, you know, playing the guitar. That's what I played a lot of. Mm-hmm. But I wrote really bad punk songs. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I just never liked them. And then I, I started writing like acoustic stuff. And I just like really liked how it sounded. But I could never figure out where I belonged. And until I came across to, like, Jason Isbell. And I heard his uh, Southeastern album, and I'm like, "That's what, I, that's my stuff. That's where I'm, I'm at." And then, kind of started down that path. So, there you go. I didn't know that you started with, with punk. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I feel like, you know, growing up, that's what a lot of people start with is punk. One because it's, of course, it's angsty when you're like a teenager, when you're in that age range. That's the kind of music you listen to. And then when you start playing guitar, you learn about the power chord, right? Yep. And all punk songs, man, nothing but power chords for the yep. most part. So I feel like that's an easy 
first move as a guitar player. When did you first start playing guitar, Craig? Oh, I was an eighth grader. I got mine for got it uh, for my birthday. Yep. So uh, nice. I played. I I took a few lessons, but when you're in junior high, I'm from a small town in Kansas. I had sports going all the time. Lessons were never very easy to get to, mm-hmm. just because I've got sports every night and then all those things. And so um, I just taught myself how to play, buy guitar magazines and learn songs that way and mm-hmm. go online look up look up tabs online and try to figure out stuff and so i just well you know not necessarily a very good guitar player but i can make some some sounds on it anyway so oh yeah man no you're a, you're a great guitar player dude i tabs are a lifesaver i'm i'm sort of in the same boat where i grew up playing guitar just kind of by ear mm-hmm you know, my, my mom is an amazing guitar player, so I picked up some things from her. I had a teacher for a short period, but I I find I like hanging around musicians that don't know how to read music. That's just kind of... I, I think it's because most of the people in the music scene today, you know, like the local music scene, they're not classically trained musicians by any means. It's just people who picked up a guitar, picked up an instrument and started playing by ear and playing with tabs. Yep. So I kind of gravitate towards those types of people. Maybe that's why I like you so much. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we were talking about your, your backdrop a little bit before the podcast, Craig. Yeah. That's quite, that's quite the array of guitars, dude. What, what do you have going on behind you? So I got for, for people that are only listening. Yeah, so I have a white Gretsch, okay. and I have that's a hollow body. I, I have a thing for hollow bodies. Yep. Um, then I have a hollow body Lore. That's a sunburst here. Right behind me, there's my Gibson Les Paul. There you go. That's a sunburst. That's a Fender Telecaster, on white. And then off over here, I have another Gretsch that's in burgundy. So I see. Now, what's your when you go to play a a show, a live show, full band? What's your go to guitar? I have a Martin acoustic guitar that I play most of the time. Okay, um, that's kind of pending. That's what I'll play most of the time. But then I also play this Lore. I really like it. I really like how it plays. You know, I like all my guitars, but those are the two that I play the most. How many do you have in, in total? I'm curious. Ooh, ten. Ten? Oh my gosh, that's wicked, man. Five. I got that is uh, another wall over here. I have a couple. I have a, another black acoustic, and then I have a 1964 Airline uh, guitar hanging up over on the wall. That was my, my great grandfather's that he gave me. So, really, 64. Yeah. What's an Airline? Yeah. What what type of guitar is it? Uh, is it a hollow body? Is it? Uh, it's a it's a solid body. Is it? Yep. Um, they're like the, the well, like a plastic body. They're not the like a wood body, per se. Oh, I know, I know what you're um, talking about. Eastman makes them now. If you want to go get a reissue one, you can go get one. Um, Eastman makes them, um, but I know I'm the second owner of it, and it's a 1964. So that's neat. So, so he was a musician then. Yeah, he played uh, in the country band out in western Kansas. They'd play the dance holes on 
whatever nights and and all there that. You go. So yeah. That's that's what I grew up with as well. My my mom was in a country band forever. My mom and my aunt actually. So I grew up with with nineties country. That was sort of my starting point. Nineties country and the Eagles. That's <laughs> That's all we listened to growing up man, <laughs> when I was really young. But then, as we started getting older, my my brother and I really got into, you know, classic rock, especially Van Halen. Oh, we are huge Van Halen fans, and I was so bummed to hear about the death of Eddie Van Halen a few days ago. <clears throat> I, I'm gonna start crying, Craig. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, we actually had a voicemail come in about that, Craig. Okay. Let's take a listen. This voicemail is from my buddy, Pat Stelic. Hey, Grady, it's Patty. Um, just now hearing about the death of Eddie Van Halen, and I feel like you owe him a tribute on your podcast. And also, I'd like to know what type of beer you think he would drink. Cheers. Cheers, Patty. Obviously, he was hiding in a closet while uh, while recording that <laughs> voicemail. That was very quiet, Patty. Every time he's called in, it's been really quiet. Could you hear that at all, Craig? Yeah, I heard it. Okay, beautiful. Um, yeah, Eddie Van Halen was one of my biggest influences growing up. That's why I started playing guitar. Um, but I, I have seen pictures of Eddie Van Halen drinking Schlitz beer. Oh, that's Schlitz. that's what I would have gone with something like that, uh, you know, like uh, like a past blue ribbon type thing. There you go. So, what's your what's your go to beer for shows, Craig? What are you drinking at shows? Uh, at a show, I'm probably going with a Coors Light. Ooh, a Coors. Okay. Um, Coors. <laughs> I, I can't go with anything too terribly heavy and. With, uh, with a lot of craft beer, I'd rather kind of drink it a little bit, I don't want to say slower, but with Coors Light, some of that's just kind of to wet the whistle as much as water. So, Exactly. Well, when uh, when I go out and play shows, it's it's definitely I'm definitely drinking light beer. Because like you said, you don't want anything too heavy. You know what I mean? Yep. You don't want to get up there and have your stomach feel... Oh, gurgly, but well, yeah, it just sets right on top of your stomach, and then it's hard to do anything. Yes, yeah, it is. Uh, PBR is my go-to for shows, man. PBR or High Life. Yeah. So I, I feel you. I feel you when you when you said PBR. What uh, what inspires you, Craig, to write music? Well, if if you're looking for inspiration, then you're probably not paying attention to what's going on around. Uh, so for me, it's like, I just kind of, I try not to worry about being inspired. I like to just kind of figure out the story and go. Mm -hmm. So most time I start with a, like a guitar riff, some chords and I'll have something and just kind of go off the feeling of that. But I'm, I'm writing pretty consistently. You know, if I have a, a line that comes through my head, I'll go write it down and I'll make an entire song just off of one line based off of a story. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like I, I got four kids. They're doing plenty of things that I can come up with a story off of. So. Oh yeah. With, 
with you know COVID here in the states and not being able to play shows, how much writing have you gotten done in the past few months? So early on, I did a lot of writing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm part of a writers group here in town. Um, oh, cool! And so, like, we would have uh, we had weekly Zoom meetings. Like, once everything kind of shut down, then and actually a little bit ahead of that, we went to Zoom meetings and. So every week we'd get a prompt like, you know, here, write about this or do this or, and so like, I would try to do that because at least having that, that kind of gets you out of your, just your own mind and lets you see something else. Yep. And so I did a lot of writing that way, which, you know, sometimes the songs are good and sometimes they're bad. Like I don't fret over whether it's a good or bad song. I just get the story out because mm-hmm. you never know when that, story you can morph it into something better yeah exactly and so because i've done that before i've had songs and i was like you know sometimes you think a song's great sometimes you think it's horrible you know you're always your own you're your worst critic mm-hmm. and so i try not you know just because i think it's bad i still chill, will try to go breathe a little bit of life into it and see if it, you know if other people like it then okay maybe we move forward with it and you don't get any response and you're just like, all right, we'll just shuffle it back. But there have been times I'll take lines from other songs that I've done and put them into a new song that ends up being a lot better. So are you, are you writing throughout the day? Do you have anything you're jotting notes down in lyrics or anything like that? Uh, I do have a notebook. I don't always keep it with me, but there are times like I'll just hop on my phone and type things, you know, type something into my phone. And then when I get home, I'll, come bring it back and put it in my notebook, you know? So like, so I'll have pages, they'll just have individual lines that really don't mean anything or, and then, mm-hmm. but then you never know, you might steal that later. And, and also, you know, here we go. Just cause you write a note, something down today doesn't mean you have to write a song with it today. It might be two years down the road before you finally find the voice for that line or whatnot. So. Exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. You truly never know. You know, something uh, could, mm-hmm. Yeah, so then, like, so I wrote a bunch early on, and then here in August, me and the boys, we went and uh, recorded some songs with our buddy Vince. There you go. I so, saw some videos. Yeah. And how was that? How was that experience? Oh, it was, it was great. Vince is awesome. It all turned out awesome. We're still in the kind of the, the mixing, tracking phase of everything. Um, yep. But yeah, we went six songs and hope to have that out here maybe the first part of this next year. Anyway, we'll just kind of see how that goes. But I have, I have ten songs in the can ready for the next album. So, holy crap, that's incredible. So yeah, I, think, I, I, I they're, they're songs I think are good enough, you know. And by the time we're ready for the next album, who knows what's there? And some of them may make it yet, and some of them may not. And but since we went and recorded, I have not really written a whole lot. I still like to jot down notes and mm-hmm. still mess around a little bit, but to actually sit down and write a song. Uh, I think in the last three months I've done one song. So I see where yeah, it's well, shoot when you got, when you have 10 in the bank, it's like, <laughs> I think you feel pretty secure. Like you don't have to write <laughs> anything, yeah. anything else for a little while, but every, you know, like, like Wayne Gretzky, you know, his deal is like every time you, you know, you don't take a shot, you, mm-hmm. you're not going to score a goal if you don't take a shot. I don't remember yeah, his quote exactly. exactly. But they thing, you're not going to write that great song if you're not writing. Yes, that's very true. 
and whether it's a and then whether it's a song or a poem or a story it's you can't write that great one if you're not writing so mm-hmm. amen amen to that yeah craig i'm gonna crack open another beer and this beer is being opened by our sponsor steel pig forge baby you already know about steel pig forge check out steelpigforge.com for your hand forged knives and cutlery I'm cracking into a Founders Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest season, Craig. Have you have you had your fill of Oktoberfest beers? I haven't. I have oh, not. You gotta I, get I, on it. I gotta go get a bunch more, but I just have not quite got around to that. So, hey, Craig. I think let me let me see here. We are coming towards the end of the podcast here. Um, for those of you who aren't aware. We're going to go an extra 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes on the Nebraska Beer 30 Patreon. So check out patreon.com slash nebeer30, and you can get an extra 15 minutes with Craig Boker. Oh, can you can you imagine an extra 15 with you, Craig? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's, it's, the only, it's the only thing I want right now. Um, I also want to ask you, Craig, this will be, be for Patreon in another round. I want to ask you if you've ever had any mishaps on stage because I had one. I had a big blunder on stage, which is actually on YouTube. You can you can look it up and find it on YouTube. But if you want to find out what I did that you can find on YouTube, head up patreon.com slash nebeer30. Craig, as we are wrapping up, man, uh, how can people find out more about you and All Knowing McGill? Yeah, you can go out. Uh, we're on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We have Twitter, Instagram. Uh, go out there and follow us for all that stuff. You know, all that good things right there. We have a live uh, stream that's going to be happening here in November for, nice. uh, for a showcase here in town. But, uh, also, get, catch us from there. Uh, but yeah, follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So you can make sure you stay up to date on when that next EP is going to drop and, and all that. So. Beautiful. Craig, I love it. Cheers, man. Thank you for being on the show. Cheers and you, bud. I would, I, dude, I would love to have you on again sometime. Would you come back on? Absolutely. Hang out with you? Of course. Hell yeah. Well, next time we'll do it in person. Yeah. I've, you know, I've got a, I've got a pregnant wife here and COVID numbers are on the rise. So I, we had to play it a little safe. Absolutely. But next time we'll do it in person, Craig. And again, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, bud. Right on, man. Cheers. Cheers to you. Lunch in the park, check. Hand sanitizer, check. Cancer screening, done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. 
That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.